Welcome to More Business, More Life podcast. I'm your host, Steve Nopliton. This show is for C-level executives, entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, and speakers who have found success, but they don't have the life that they want. On this weekly show, we're going to be talking about business skills to have more business while we design our ideal life and have more life. More business, more life without sacrifice. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the More Business, More Life podcast. Today, my guest is Giovanni Casals, and we are going to talk about retirement. Do you retire? Do you never retire? How do you live your life now? Are you going to work really hard and then have this retirement? Or what the heck do we do? Well, Giovanni and I want to break it apart like our thinking. And I'm going to definitely tell you how do we have the more business, more life model where we can actually, in a way, retire right now, like live the life you want now while you're creating your abundance, not create abundance and then live your life. Let's create abundance while we live our life. It's actually the whole thing of more business, more life. So let's get into how the heck do we do this thing? Giovanni, I always love when you and I just have these conversations on the podcast. And I know today our big topic is going to be, you know, this whole idea of retirement, you know, what it has been for people and their concepts, and then what we would like to see it moving forward. You know, was there a point in your life when you realize you didn't want to go with that status quo or, or, or did you always know, like as you started your career that this whole retirement idea wasn't for you? Uh, no way, man. I always wanted to retire. Even like when I was in my twenties, <laughs> like, when can I retire? Cause it was that, <laughs> that mindset mentality, right. Of, of that's cause that's what we're told, right. With society, like you work hard, you go to school, you work hard for the whatever 40 years. And then when you're in your sixties, you retire and then you can enjoy it all. And that never really sat right with me. Um, but cause I was wanting to get that retirement so I can enjoy it all kind of a mindset. And then I think it was honestly shortly after I met you and, and the whole philosophy that you teach, right? Like that really just resonated with me. Like, yeah, life isn't about working and then enjoying it later. Life's about enjoying it now. And then just doing something that fills you and gets you to do what you actually love doing. And so I think after I think that was the first or the second time of, of hearing you speak. And then I think you mentioned something about like, oh, I'll never retire. And I'm like, oh, because if you're doing something that you love, if you're creating businesses or you own a business or you love what you're doing and like, why would you want to stop that? I mean, like, because the, what's the stat? Like when people retire, they usually pass away like five years later or something like that because they don't, they're not doing anything. My, yeah, I think after meeting you, my mindset shifted like, oh yeah, like, I don't know. Do I want to retire? Cause I've had times when I had, I was unemployed for like six months or something like that. And like, Oh, this is going to be amazing. I'm going to do all this stuff. And then like after the month I was like bored, I'm like, what am I going to do? Everybody's working. I'm like, I'm not, I, I can't do anything. And so like, yeah, so it's shifted. It's like, I don't think I will be, I don't think I will retire. I think there'll be always a new project or new, something new learning or something in that kind of for me, uh, form, if you will. I, I'm with you 100%. Like even the friends I've had that have been able to financially retire at a young age, you know, the most I've seen is about 18 months. You know, like one of my friends that most of the people I talk to that retire at a younger age, they they don't even make it a year. Like you said, they get going into it and they're like, oh my gosh, I want to do something. And you want to start to contribute. You know, so we have to reframe the idea for me, uh, reframe the idea of what retirement is. You know, but I, I, I'm a hundred percent with you and I want to even say it in a, in a slightly different way, just to get these words out there is that, 
we are meant to contribute, you know, however we want to with our genius in, into the world. And what's not okay for me is this idea that's been passed on now for multiple generations in this, and, and it still is in this most recent past because, you know, I look at, you know, some of the, even my wife's family, some of her great uncles, you know, like, you know, some of them were farmers and that never ends. They like did it all the way till the day they died. They might've reduced their work and they had a team, you know, they like had other ancestors come in and other laborers come in, but they all kind of work together. And then the, the idea is that we live and work, right? We create our abundance while we're living. And what we don't want to do is work really hard. And then at some age, whatever that is, that we decide to stop working. For me, that's also like the whole idea of working Monday through Friday and then being so excited for the weekend. If somebody feels that, then they're probably not doing what they want to do or what they love to do. They're living someone else's life. And then on the weekends, they get to live their life, which really is one day because Friday you get off, you relax, then you have Saturday, then you wake up Sunday and you're like, oh, I have to go to work on Monday. So like Sunday's already got problems with it. You know, like you're just thinking about it. And that's the same thing. I'm going to work really hard and give my life to something for a period of time. And then I get to have my life. And that's more in alignment. And back to one of my friends that did retire at a younger age, and he actually got a property in the Caribbean. And I remember him telling me once, he's like, Steve, I, I flew in to go to my uh, my space in the Caribbean. And, and I was getting off the plane. And I was like one of the only ones that got up really quickly. And he started to look at the the jetway thing, you know, that connects to the plane and it was lined up with wheelchairs. And so then he looked back on the plane and everyone was sitting there and they're really elderly. And he said, Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful. Like the, all these folks are going to their property or their timeshare, whatever they have in their retirement, but they can't walk there. And it was like, so sad for him to sit. And he's like, you know, wants to, um, he wants to have, we want to have a retirement when we can actually walk. Yeah. Yeah. That, that blows my mind. Like, cause I've always heard, you know, you, you work now and then you enjoy it when you're older. But then I always thought I'm like, well, in my twenties, I'm not going to like the same things in my sixties. Right. Like in my sixties, I don't want to go clubbing and go and like drinking and all this other stuff. Like even in my thirties, I don't want to go do that anymore. Like, so even from my twenties to my thirties, like, having those experiences are going to be completely different. And then my thirties and my forties are going to be completely different. Like you're just at different stages in your, your life. And then what the, the energy and the, the life that you have in you when you're younger is going to be way different. And the knowledge and, and that you have is going to be way different than when you're retirement age, right. Of 65 or 70. Now you're going to want to do different things and do like nobody, like everybody pictures the, the sitting on the beach and just like relaxing like oceans. Even right now, I can't handle, I can handle a day maybe at a beach. I get bored out of my mind. I'm like, I got to do something. Like, I can't just sit here. I need to do something, go adventure or something. So like, it, yeah, it always blows my mind. So for you then, like, let me get to you. When was it that you were like, okay, I don't think I'm going to retire or you, you switched the definition of what retirement meant for you. It was probably right, right around the same time that I met my mentor. So the end of my twenties, beginning of my thirties, I was at my wits end, you know, and I, and I had a saying like all of my twenties, my friends would say, come play with us, come out and go do this. And I'd say, 
And I'd say, no, I got to work. And they're like, you got to stop doing that. And I said, listen, I'm going to work now and I'm going to party in style later. So I was all about it. I sold myself on working my butt off so that I could like party later in, in, in whatever style it was. And I remember at the, at that juncture at that period, I was running my marketing firm. I had invested in some real estate and it was already not going the way I wanted. I didn't realize like some of the zoning and some of the things I wanted to do with the property. I didn't have the education to do the diligence. That's an area I could have got a mentor. So I was, I was struggling with that. And then I was also producing a TV show that we did sell to MTV. And then I remember we were, we were shooting this scene and, and it was out by these docks and it was middle of the night and I'm doing all this stuff. And I remember having to go take a breather because I had to drive home and then I had to do a whole nother full day. And I, I walked out on this pier and this, this couple was paddle boating out there on the water and it ended up being this French guy. And I never met him. I don't know his name. I don't know anything. And if, and if you're listening to this and you remember some guy, so the, the, uh, and you're that, you're that French guy, it would be amazing to hear from you if by chance you ever hear this podcast. But the, the guy paddles up and he's like, Hey, are you okay? And I won't even try to do the accent because I'll do a horrible job. But he uh, says, Are you okay? And I said, um, Yeah, I'm fine. What, what's up? They're like, You look like you're about to fall in the water. You know, like I, I probably was stumbling out there and I probably only slept like 90 minutes the night before and then went at it. And I was pro- probably only going to get a couple hours of sleep that night. And so I, I just walked out there just to take a couple deep breaths. And the guy was actually concerned. They thought they're, you know, that I was going to fall in the water. So I, he's like, what are you doing? And I told him that what, you know, I was working really hard and, and he was talking about how he was enjoying his time on the water. And I said, I'll do that. I said the same thing. I'll do that later in style. And then he said what you just said, Giovanni, he said, well, that's not true. He says, there's stuff that you'll do in your twenties that you won't do in your thirties. There's things you won't do in your third or that you, that you would do in your thirties that you won't do in your forties and so forth. So far, so, so on. You've got to enjoy each part of your life because you're a different person. And that really resonated with me. And then, you know, and then shortly after that, I met my mentor and we started talking about living. And then somewhere in there, someone told me this story and I don't know who it was and I might not tell it exactly the same, but it was this idea of a Mexican fisherman. And this is how the story was told to me. You could take it to anyone, but this Mexican fisherman comes in about lunchtime and he pulls up with his little boat next to this big yacht. And the guy's up on top of his big yacht, looking down on this fisherman's boat. And the fisherman's like wrapping up his boat. And the person from the yacht yells down and say, Hey, what are you doing? He said, Oh, I'm just getting done fishing for the day. I'm just, uh, Tiny my boat. He's like, oh, you're not going to go back out. The the person with the yacht says this to the fisherman, and he says, no, I'm done for the day. And he said, oh, you shouldn't be. The the man on the yacht said, and the fisherman said, why? Why is that? And he said, well, if you go back out, you can get more fish, and and if you do that enough, you could buy another boat. And then the the Mexican fisherman said, well, what would I do with another boat? He said, oh, well, the, the person on the yacht said, well, then you can get another captain and you can have two fishing boats going and you could get even more fish. And then the Mexican fisherman said, then what would I do? He said, well, then over time, if you keep doing that, you can get a fleet. Uh, and then, and then you can have that and you can, you're going to have this whole thing. And, and then the Mexican fisherman again said, well, then what would I do? And the person on the yacht said, well, then you would hire someone to manage all of your fleet. And then you could be on the beach like me enjoying enjoying the afternoon on this beautiful beach here in Mexico. And then the Mexican fisherman just looked up at him. He said, 
Isn't that what I'm doing right now? Yeah. And that hit me, Giovanni. That hit me. It's like, you know, we do all this work to have this thing. And maybe you want that big yacht, but at what cost? And at what age are you going to be able to enjoy it? Are you going to be that person with the wheelchair getting off the plane? Or are you going to walk off the plane? And so really, all of this stuff happened in a period of time. And I don't think there's a coincidence. So in a rapid fire, I have this coincidence that probably wasn't a coincidence. It was the universe telling me, hey, knock, 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 Steve, there's a better way to live. Then I meet my mentor. Then I hear all these stories of people that have done it differently. And so what I look at, this is where the invent of more business and more life comes from. It's like, how do we grow our business in a truncated period of time so that this way we can have the life we want at the same time? And I want to enjoy both. You know, I want to grow business well. I grow grow my life and have the life that I want right now. And that was just it. So, and, you know, I'll say just to encapsulate this whole comment is that I had to change my thinking hands down. I mean, like if I would have continued on the path, who knows what, what life would have been lost. And I know I don't regret all of my 20s. It has the contrast that made me want to teach more business, more life, because I know that we have all gone through this at some level or, or another. But the idea is let's design the life that we want now so that we don't retire. Going back to that idea that you were bringing up, I might slow down, but I'm probably never going to stop the doing. The mission of helping others is going to be in me the rest of my life. Yeah, it's the finding the transition. And I was, this kind of just popped in my head as you were talking about, like now more than ever, because I, I, maybe I'm just think, hearing people who might be listening to this, like, well, I can't do that. I have like, I have a nine to five or something or, or whatever the excuse might be. But I was like, now more than ever, so many things are possible. Like more business, more life is more possible now in today's world than ever before. And people have done it before. And another thing that popped in my head was, I think it was Dale Carnegie. He would take off like the summers or something like that, like six months and go back to Scotland or wherever. Whoever was the Scottish or Irish millionaire would take off like the summer and go back to the main country, his mainland, and like just do summer things, whatever they, whatever the rich billionaires uh, would do um, and then come back and then, and put in the hours. But like, now more than ever, anybody like we have that uh, that capability or the the ability to do it. And I say this for everybody. Like I've struggled with this, and this might be getting off topic. Saying how how lopsided our system is, like here in the United States. At the same time, though, I'm like we all have the opportunities. Yes, it's harder for some people. I'm being a person of color myself, being Hispanic, like there's more roadblocks for me. But at the same time, we have everybody has the ability to to elevate themselves up. And yes, it may be harder but, or, and we still have that ability to do it. And so getting to this retirement, the mindset of, oh, okay, I'm not going to retire or what retirement is. I think it, it, it is possible and plausible for anybody out there. I don't know if I went off topic too much on that, but that's just kind of well, what's coming to mind for me on that. No, I think it's not off topic because this is the question that everyone asks. They're like, oh yeah, great. You have more business and more life you know, that's wonderful. But, you know, like we all have an opportunity. We all have a choice. And yes, there's going to be adversity for all of us, no matter where we are. And some are going to have thicker adversity. Like, I don't know why we're, we're talking about, you know, I just told this Mexican fisherman story 
And then now, you know, I had a speaking engagement uh, on the East Coast in Philadelphia, and there was a, a younger Mexican boy that was in the audience, and it was inner city kids, and we were talking to them about their opportunity to take responsibility for their life and and do what they want with it. And it just so happens when I was getting on the plane, I saw that uh, Carlos Slim surpassed Warren Buffett as the richest man in the world. It didn't last long because I don't think that he's the richest man in the world now, but he's still very, 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 very wealthy. But at that exact moment, again, these coincidences that are probably not coincidences, I saw this because I don't watch the news that much, even at that period. But I saw Carlos Slim is now the richest man in the world and it hit the news. So then I fly over. I do my speech and this young Mexican boy comes up to me and he says, oh, Steve, it's great. All these things you said, but I'm Mexican. I'll never have money. He actually said that to me. And, you know, it's like one of those heartbreaking things to hear come out of someone's mouth, especially the youth. And I looked at him and I was so glad that Carlos Slim. So thank you, Carlos Slim, for being the richest <laughs> man in the world that week, because I think he was only the richest man that week or the week after. So for like a two week period, he just happened to surpass like Warren Buffett and Bill Gates. And uh, I said, oh, so you don't know Carlos Slim? And the young Mexican boy said, no, I, I don't. Who's that? And I said, oh, he's the richest man in the world this week. I just read it in the news on the way flying over here. And he said, he said, oh, okay. You know, like looking at me, like, what does this have to do with me? I said, oh, cause he's Mexican. He's a Mexican man. And uh, he soaked that in. He was kind of shocked. And uh, I was at the event the whole day. I spoke early in the day and I stayed there the whole day. At the end of that day, uh, that boy that came up to me pretty hard, like telling me that I can't help him kind of attitude, like, hey, this is all great what you're saying, but it doesn't work for me because I'm actually, he came and gave me a big hug. And he said, thank you. You know, and, and I guess I'm just bringing that. It's like what choices we make. And I, and I know to your point, Giovanni, it might not be easy and it might be scary, but what are we willing to give up for, for what? And I can tell you everyone that I, that I know, and I come from a long line of workaholics and my dad's dad, complete workaholic uh, to the point when, uh, you know, he wasn't around for the relationships that were really important. And after 50 years of marriage, my grandmother left him from you know having a whole bunch of reasons. I won't get into all that thing. But then the same thing happened with my father, 33 years of marriage. And sorry, grandpa and sorry, dad. And my grandfather's passed away now. My dad's still with us. And but you know, there was a lot of losses that they took. And I remember my grandfather saying to me, he said, Stephen, there's uh, he was kind of a stern guy sometimes when he was giving his coaching, but he said, Stephen. I've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. And I was like, oh, it's pretty. And he was basically trying to tell me. And I think our elders, we need to listen to him a bit more. And, you know, it's like, go collect all your stuff. But what are you collecting? What are you really connect collecting? And then I remember reading, uh, if, if, if those, I won't go over it all right now, but Steve Jobs, his like kind of closing letter to the world as he knew he was passing away. He's, he says somewhere, and I'm paraphrasing right now, but he said, in there, like, ultimately, he said, I wish I gave more time to love. You know, what's going to happen at the end? And, and that's what they always say. Start with the end in mind, right? Like, where do you want to be? And, you know, we can always make money. You really can. I mean, so if you're like, 
you know, collecting. Now I'm not saying to be frivolous and do nothing to save. And, you know, there's going to be a time and, I, and I've read a lot when you start getting in your fifties and sixties, like almost everyone says, I wish I would have saved more money because, you know, you want to work less. You want to start to, you know, you're going to naturally want to work less. So plan enough, but live now. So I don't think you're off top, Giovanni. I think, you know, going back to this choice, I, I, this is, I think what we often say, and maybe we, we won't break it all the way down on this podcast. Maybe it'll be another one, but you've got to design the life that you want and then build your income around that. Cause if you build income and I can't tell you how many millionaires I've been with, they created a system to create finance. And then they come to me and they say, I don't have the life I want. Money is not the answer. It's a tool. And so if you design your life and then decide how much money you need to live that life, it's a lot easier to go find that money, but then knowing what the goal is. So when someone comes to me and says, I want to be a millionaire, then I ask this magical question, what will having that do for you? If anybody out there is coaching anyone or consulting them or, you know, you know, doing anything around that and the goal is money, then you don't have the right goal because, you know, you're thinking in your mind, no one that wants money just wants money. It's very rare that someone just wants money. The reason that we want money is because we know that it's the thing that could buy whatever thing we want or give ourselves time or give ourselves security. You know, so you know you have so much money in the bank, you have a deeper breath. Like when you know you have all your bills covered, there's there's a difference in our life. So, okay, great. So tell me what you really want. And then let's go find the money to accomplish that. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's pause real quick and take a break and we'll be right back. I just want to give a big shout out to Pro Audio Voices. They help me with all of my podcasts and Becky and her team are just amazing. I've known them for years, even before I started my podcast. And that's why she was my go-to because not only does she help me sound great and produces the podcast so it's easy for me, I can do what I do best. I do the speaking and the interviewing and then they do all that background work to help get the podcast out there in the right way with the highest quality. But on top of that, what makes it most critical to me, for those of you that know me, wow clients are important, wow relationships are important. And working with Becky and her team is definitely wow. I get an amazing experience. I get to work with amazing people. A lot of love and hugs. Let's put it that way. So if you want to work with great people and you want to get a podcast out and you want to let go of all the technology and the way that it's recorded so you can do what you do best, then you definitely want to get a hold of Pro Audio Voices. And it's ProAudioVoices.com and you'll be able to reach Becky and her team and be able to let go of all that stuff so you can do what you do best and then delegate the rest. Yeah. So I guess, you know, for bringing that up, Giovanni, like whoever's out there, I think the first thing to do, if I were to give some a quick bullet or two is I would write down what you want in your life and don't let it be money. If you write down, I want a million bucks. Okay. What will having that do for you and write that down? Oh, I'll buy this house and I won't, I'll, I'll buy cash. I won't have mortgage or I won't have, I, I want this or that write all those things down. And then let's start to make a plan for how you're going to have that without giving up your whole life, you know, for decades and then having it at some, some age that you can't really enjoy it anymore. Yeah. Dream. I don't, I don't know what came to mind. was like, it's a dream. Like have like dream. If you aren't liking the life that you currently have and you're just waiting for retirement, like dream of the life that you do want and like magic 
crazy, but magical things will start happening, right? Things will start unfolding. Things will start appearing in front of you, just like with you, right? When, when you were kind of at the end of the rope, almost, or at the end of the dock, things just, and maybe you were or weren't manifesting it, but it just, it just kind of came and like in succession, the things came to, at some level, you had to been thinking about it, right? Like there's got to be a different way. There's got to be a better way or something. Cause then it wouldn't have presented itself otherwise. And you dreamt of something different. Like, Hey, I've already found six, I've had success, but there's a different success. And I guess another thing would be is defining what your success means to, to you listening and what retirement means for you as well. It's so uh, beautiful to, you just encapsulated so well. And just to put another question out there for everyone, like, yeah, what is retirement? What is it that you want? Because, you know, the reality is we just want to enjoy life. So what if you take more vacations, more holidays now and design your life so that you can continue to earn, but do it, even if it's a little bit slower of a pace, but you get to live now. I think that that's so much more important back to the point where there's going to be things that you're going to do in each decade of your life that you won't do in the next decade. And so go do it now. Yeah. Agreed. Go do it now. And, and those of you, like you said, Giovanni, who are thinking, Oh, I can't do this. Well, I'll tell you, there was times when I wanted to book a holiday and I couldn't afford to. When I first started taking these principles and uh, so the first thing I would do is save up enough money to get the air, airline tickets because you're that's you the sooner you book that you, a lot of times the cheaper the price you get you know they like those advanced customers so I would book that then a lot of the hotels would allow for uh, no cancellation fee so I would then book the hotel knowing that I was going to pay later some of them now they they want you to pay now and get a better deal so even that I would stagger the payments almost like a payment plan I would buy the airline tickets and put it out far enough so I can make more money along the way. But then I would actually have dates. And somehow magically, just by doing that, I would find a way to have the money. Because I think when we always say, oh, someday I'll take that holiday, someday I have it, it never comes to be the reality. But if you actually put it in the cards, if you say, okay, on this day, I'm going to go here, somehow you're going to find a way. I mean, and if I would just even beg the question, just think in your own mind, the thing that you really, really want that you really, really want, I would guess you already have it or you're just about to have it because the reality is when we really want something, it comes. And so if you really want to take that holiday, then I would pick a date and plan it and then and then do it. One time I was in a leading a workshop and one of our, our participants, a client of ours was in there and she was a twin and she said, you know, Steve, I'm, I'm broken hearted. My, we're, my twin sister and I are really, really close and I haven't seen her in two years. And I knew this woman was an entrepreneur. So I asked kind of a question that I knew the answer was going to be. I said, oh, and who makes your schedule like for work and everything that this would be plausible that you wouldn't go see your sister for two years? Because I asked, why has she not? And she said, it's because of her work schedule. And I said, oh, and who makes your schedule? And then she got real quiet and I wasn't trying to pick on her, but I was trying to make a point. She said, well, of course I do. Of course I do. It's my schedule. And I said, okay, so then what can you do to plan this trip? You know, and, and it became a reality. And I told her a story and luckily all these stories come compound, but she was a little reluctant. She's like, oh, it's not that easy. You know, I have clients and obligations. And so I told her the story that I had as I'm telling you this story. So now all these stories help teach lessons. Like even right now I get to tell you this story, but prior to this, I had a CPA firm and 
I, there's two partners, two women, one of them did all the business development and the other did all the accounting. She was actually the CPA. And then I was talking to the business development woman and she was telling me all the things she wanted to do to improve because we were starting our, our consultation and how I was going to help them grow their firm. And it was all good. It wasn't anything too crazy. And then I turned to the CPA partner and I said, and what's your biggest challenge or what's going on with you? And she said, well, Mondays pretty much suck. And then Tuesdays get worse. And then every week is pretty much downhill from there. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on on Monday and Tuesday to make this happen? And she said, well, I'm doing payroll and a number of other regular things, but the biggest thing is payroll. And I was like, you know, and I already knew because I, I've owned businesses at that period. And I was like, you know, why is payroll so difficult? And she said, well, it's not the payroll. It's all the distractions. She said, you know, I have to make sure because we have, you know, we have quite a bit of payroll that we take care of for our clients and there's deductions and they're always something new and there's people with child support and all these things. And it has to be accurate. This is an area we don't want to make any mistakes. And, you know, just, I just want to do a good job, but then I'm getting all these calls to take care of everything for all the clients. And so then I'm constantly interrupted and I have to go back to where I am going. So it's really stressful. And it just starts off the week with me uh, being distracted and having all these things going on. And I said, well, what if you just do payroll on Mondays and Tuesdays, and then you don't do any other client calls? And she said, well, that's impossible because I'm the one that takes care of all the clients. The reason we're successful is because of the customer service. It's one of the main reasons because I really take care of everyone. And it took this reframe as same with this, this client that didn't go see her twin sister. It took a reframe. And that reframe was, what are we doing this in service of? And I said, first of all, who are you doing payroll for? And she said, well, obviously the clients. I said, okay, so they're going to be mad at you that you're working for them and you can't take their call. And she said, well, probably not. And I said, okay, well, there's our first thing. And I said, the second thing is what if we, and she really fought it. So I said, what if we just do a trial period for a couple of weeks? You just do payroll on Monday and Tuesday, and it's all about expectations. What if you tell the clients that on Monday and Tuesday, you're doing payroll and all the administrative stuff for their accounts. And then on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you'll have telephone operational hours. And then you put this in your email, you put it on your voicemail. So people know they're going to leave a voicemail for you. You're not going to answer your phone on Mondays and Tuesdays. You're not going to answer your email on Mondays and Tuesdays. And you're going to have someone in the office. If there's an emergency, we'll create Hey, if you have an emergency, call this person. And we set all that up so that she finally felt secure, that she set the right expectations so that she could actually take that time off. And then you'll never guess what happened. She was done with payroll and all the weekly administrative stuff on Monday. In fact, she got it done in half a day when we started to work together. It grew a little bit as their firm grew, but she got all of that stuff done on Monday. She didn't even need Tuesday. So the first day of the week, she would run all of those things and then not have all the distractions. And so this is what I mean by forcing design in our life. It's just one example. And if we allow life to just happen and we want freedom, we often think as a feather blowing in the wind, you know, and there are days I like that where I have no agenda. I'm just going to live my life for a day. But if we do that all the time, you, you can, there are people that do that, but then we lose some of the ability of the desires that we want. And what I found is that structured freedom really allows us, just like a structure of a plane, if a feather can blow through the wind, just like a plane can be navigated, right? Now we can fly our plane. So if you can structure your own freedom, and the more structure we have, you tend to have more freedom in our life.
And so look at the CPA firm. They were able to structure that. She became the happiest person and ran her business really well. And then go back within the weekend. We had a weekend workshop when this twin just told me and with tears in her eye that she hadn't seen her twin sister in two years. During that weekend, she booked a trip to go see her, her sister like several weeks later. And she and I said, are you going to be able to get everything done before you leave? And she said, absolutely. I'm going to figure it out. And, and this goes back to what you were bringing up, Giovanni, no matter who we are, no matter what our adversity is, no matter what we think is, it's all by design. And I guess the last thing I would say about this is that when you don't know how to figure it out yourself, then that's where it's good to get somebody to be a, an ally. You know, whether that's a paid mentor or a friend that you can bounce things off of, just think if I wouldn't have had that CPA talk to me. You know, I'm not saying it's the most brilliant idea in the world, but just by me having them focus and give them permission to, because she thought she had no permission. She, she thought she had to answer every phone call to be a good business owner. When the reality is she was actually hurting herself and the clients because she was not happy. So hopefully, Giovanni, that gives, I mean, it's all stories, right? And they're all real. These are all real mm -hmm. stories, but, you know, it goes back to everything we're saying. I think, you know, what do you want? And then how do you get there? And if you don't know how, then ask for help. Yeah. And our theme of retirement is just life is by design. So if you want to wait till you're 60, 70, and a lot of people are working into their 80s, I've seen now with all these you know, changes in the economy. And, and it goes back to, I thought when I had a million dollars, I would have the life I want. And the reality is it's not always the, the money is not the answer. It's what do you want in your life? And then let's get the tools to make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'd say my, my final thoughts, I guess, would be define what retirement means for you and define success. I think those are very important. If you don't know what those are, then kind of GPS without your starting point, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't map if you don't know where you're going and you don't know where you are. How can you get there? So I, I'm 100%, I'm 100% with you. So define what it will be and then ask yourself lots of questions. What will having that do for you? Like a quick closing story. I was with a coach once and he, uh, we, had, we, we saw each other off and on and he saw me and he, I was like, how's it going? He's like, it's amazing. I've been like coaching, consulting people all around the world. Some of my clients brought me on their yachts. I've been able to like travel to Africa and Australia and Europe and all these things. And he's like, but Steve, I didn't hit the million dollars a year yet. You know, and that I remembered when I had seen him like a couple of years earlier, that was his goal. And he was all bummed out that he didn't hit that. And, and then I said, oh, my famous question that I just told you, I said, oh, when you hit a million a year, what will having that do for you? What will having that do for you? It's such a magical question. And he said, oh, I'll travel the world. I'll go on yachts. He said all these things and he didn't realize in his own words that he just had that. So I, I just asked because I heard it because I'm observing. Sometimes you don't see the same simple thing inside of ourselves. I, I, I looked at him and I said, hey, maybe it's just me, but what did you say you did last year? And he's like, and he realized where I was going. He said, I was on yachts. I traveled the world. He just said everything. I said, and, and then I was being very clear and direct. I said, isn't that what you just told me you would do when you had a million dollars a year in income? And he said, yep. And I was like, so do you need a million dollars in annual income to have what you want? Nope. And in that moment, he realized, and he was not like, you know, 
earning very little. He was still like a multiple six figure earner. He was doing really well and he was taking care of himself and he was able to put money away for retirement and have a, I, at that time, I think he had like one or two rental houses, you know, so he had some stuff that he was building assets for his future, but he was also already living the life and putting some crazy, this goes back to your point of de- definition, Giovanni, if you just make a number and you're like, that's what I want. Okay. Well, what does that mean? What does, so I just want to double down on what Giovanni's saying here. What does retirement look like? What does success look like? And what will having that do for you? So write that down. What will having that do for you? Because a lot of times we put some crazy number that we think our friends have and we're like comparing ourselves to others. Oh, I need this many millions of dollars or I need this or that. For what? And then goes back to my grandfather. You don't have a U-Haul behind the hearse. So having more stuff is not more life always. I'm not saying to not be comfortable. I like some of the comforts I have in my life, but I also am becoming more and more aware of what's important and who I'm spending my time with is a lot more important than the stuff that I have. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I don't, so to close this out for me. And then if you have any closing comments, Giovanni, but I, I, I don't think of retirement the way everyone is. I want to live now at all, all ages of my life. And I'm going to, part of it, I'm going to build and work and do things that I feel is a good contribution to the world. And part of it is going to be living for myself and my family and spending time together. And I want to do that at all ages of my life, not just when I'm an old man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would, I would say second closing thoughts would be just reiterate what you just said. Just live, live now. I mean, we, we get so caught up in what we're doing to, for the future. We don't stop and smell the roses, you know? Yep. Well, I appreciate everyone that listens in and it's always fun doing these episodes with you, Giovanni, and we'll keep them coming. But I would say, I don't think it's a coincidence that present, the present moment in time is also spelled just like a present, like a gift. And I think if we find ourselves regretting the past or, you know, spending too much time in history, I'm not saying to go zero, we can learn a lot from what we've lived and we can learn a lot from history. And then we can spend too much time dreaming as well, which I know, Giovanni, you and I love to dream, but at a certain point, you can't be in the future yeah. all the time either. So we don't want to be too much time in the past. We want to just enough to learn. We want to dream just enough to know where we're going, but then we want to live in the present moment as much as possible. I really, truly believe it's a gift. So please find your present moment. What is it going to be for you? Start deciding what you want for your life, not for your retirement, because uh, there sh- I think it shouldn't exist. Let's just live and do good things in the world and just live our life and do that now. The present moment is a gift, just like right now. So I'm going to, Giovanni and I are going to go live in our present moments right now. I've totally, thoroughly enjoyed doing this podcast with you. Giovanni, this has been a moment that is good for me as well. And thank you for allowing me to reflect with you today. It's great. Pleasure as always, man. It's beautiful. All right. Well, until our next podcast, Remember to choose gratitude and create your freedom. If you like this, please share this with others, have comments in there, subscribe to this. We've got more great stuff all around this, more business, more live podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. 
Thanks for listening to the More Business, More Life podcast. I hope you got value. And if you did, we have so many more things for you at stevenopleton.com. You'll be able to connect with us on social media. We are active. You can ask us questions. And then on top of that, I want to give you a really big gift. And it truly is. We want to give so much value. We have an offering. It's a program called Clear Path to Customers. It's the same way that we attract wow clients and only working with the right people, the people we want to. And it's transformed my business into millions more in revenue with the right people and my clients. And we're doing it absolutely free. So you can go to stevenopleton.com and grab that. You just got to put in your information. We'll send it to you promptly. And that again is on stevenopleton.com. I look forward to having you on the next show. Until then, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.